this is Dr. Liz with the Hypnotize Me podcast. I'm happy to be here today recording this on how to find a professional for if you want hypnosis. Now, I'm going to admit that I have tried to record this several times and it's been really difficult. Um, there's so many variations in how to be a certified hypnotist or certified hypnotherapist that it sometimes makes it difficult to be like, oh, look for this, this, and this. Um, so I'm just going to give it a shot here once again, and hopefully this one will work out. I have some notes written down, so you may hear my paper rattle a little bit. Okay. So first I want to say that one thing to look for is, is experience, right? So I've recorded one where I was like, okay, look for someone who has a specialty in the area that you want. Like if you're going in for trauma, then you want someone who's a trauma specialist or anxiety, someone who's an anxiety specialist. And then I thought about my mentor, Marty Nathan, who has like the highest level of ASH certification pretty much that you can get. Um, ASH is American Society of Clinical Hypnosis. And he's been doing hypnosis for ever, like 20 years or something. And he has seen everything. <laughs> and he really can do all different kinds of hypnosis. I mean, I'm sure there's a couple of kinds that he doesn't do. So like in the, in that case, it's, you would look on his website and it doesn't say I'm a trauma specialist, but he could absolutely see someone who's been dealing with trauma. So that is something to look at is like someone's experience. What certifications do they have? What memberships do they hold? So there's the American Society of Clinical Hypnosis. Then they have these state societies under it, constituent societies, like the Florida Society of Clinical Hypnosis. I'm actually a board member on there. So is Marty Nathan. He's the president this year. This is 2016. Um, there's So there's these state societies that go on that you can look at if you're in the U.S. There's also the International Society of Clinical Hypnosis. And again, you can drill down to your country and find your country societies and then drill down to your area and find your area societies. And that's a good way to find someone who's been certified and trained well in hypnosis. Okay, those societies have actual requirements to be a member of them. It's not like anybody can just join them. You have to have licensure in a medical or psychological field. And then on top of that, you have to have a certain number of hours required of training in hypnosis, especially. And they offer all kinds of trainings. And, and it's not just training in like any training. They have like approved trainings that qualify you to um, become a member of those societies. So that's a differentiation to make. Now, I don't want to exclude people who got their certification outside of professional licensure. I do want to say that when you look for someone who is a licensed professional, like a medical doctor, a psychologist, a licensed mental health counselor, a licensed clinical social worker, even a nurse, a dentist, when someone holds licensure, you do get um, a certain level of commitment generally to quality of care. Okay, so I know my license is so precious to me. I worked so hard to get it. I mean, we're talking, I went to school for 10 years, which is not uncommon. 
then there's hours that you have to do under a supervisor after that to be able to even sit the test for licensure. This is in the U.S. Then on top of that, you have to pass the test. Then on top of that, you have to take continuing education, which are like these little weekend mini courses that you have to take to keep that license. So there's a lot, a lot of different steps to do that. And, and why I'm telling you about all of that is because I protect my clients. I feel very strongly about the ethics of working for their well-being. And part of that also is so that I don't do anything that may lose my license, right? So most medical professionals feel that way. It is sort of a checks and balances to keep your license. Like you're gonna treat someone ethically because even to get to that level, you have strong beliefs about that. But it's also a check and balance because you're gonna treat someone ethically, meaning you don't do anything that you feel like would harm them or would be a conflict of interest so that you don't lose your license because then you would have to like change fields. I don't know, go, um, maybe I'd go be a librarian, right? That's my retirement career. <laughs> so you all know that I love books. <laughs> so anyway, um, so that's what is happening for someone who's a licensed professional. Now, I think I started this whole thought by saying um, there are people who are not licensed professionals who do hypnosis. So they get trained by these independent societies, and often it varies state to state what you can call yourself if you've been trained by one of those versus um, holding a license. And again, it varies so much that I'm not even going to say, but you you may see hypnotherapists versus certified hypnotists. Like there's a difference in language that most people don't know about. But anyway, there are some excellent practitioners in those independent societies. Like absolutely, hands down, they've been practicing for years and years. They do really good work and are effective. So keep that in mind. Some Sometimes a word of mouth is the best. Sometimes it depends on the problem that you're facing that you're going in for hypnosis for. So in a future episode, we're actually going to talk about anxiety. We're talking about depression. We're talking about um, dissociative identity disorder, okay, which used to be called multiple personality disorder. We're talking about addiction, dissociative states in general. So generally, if you're going in for something that's more complex, that is a deeper ingrained issue that you're having, you want to look for a licensed professional in the psychological field versus if you're going in for to stop smoking, smoking cessation, right? If you're going in for that or you're going in um, for something a little more simple, then, uh, yeah, someone who's not necessarily licensed professional and handling all kinds of psychological problems and trained in how to deal with that is absolutely effective in those areas. I would keep that in mind as you move forward, as you look for someone. Again, you can always look on the websites, the international societies, the American societies, whatever country you're in, the state societies, the area societies, and look for people who are listed there to find someone who can help you, ask your friends, absolutely use like Google Foo, right? And go look at their website. You can also listen to their voice. So a lot of people these days have videos, they have 
free hypnosis files you can download. I have one. I have several actually on my website. If you join my newsletter, I always change them up. So I'm not going to exactly say what they are, but there's always several that if you join the newsletter, you can access and you can listen to my voice. See if you like their voice, then call them. See if you like their vibe, right? Do you feel comfortable talking to them? Because hypnosis is often a relationship. You're not just going in, sitting down on a couch or lying down on the couch and then boom, you're cured. Okay. (laughs) We actually have to talk to you, right? (laughs) We have to see what's going on. We have to see how you process. Like, do you process visually? Are you kinesthetic? Meaning touch is more important to you. Like, are you more of a, um, auditory learner? Like we're, we're looking at all of those things. I know I am when I talk to someone so that I can, really customize the hypnosis to them. So that is how you find a professional. Now I want to say here at the end that not everyone needs to go in to see somebody. It is often very, very effective for you to download a hypnosis file and listen to it at home. Absolutely effective. Not everyone can get to a practitioner. You know, these days with um, Skype and online therapy, it's easier, but not everyone can, or not everyone can afford that. So absolutely, go download some hypnosis files. Again, depending on what you're facing, then the effectiveness is going to vary, but they're absolutely effective. Like I say in my episode zero, when I talk about myself, like my daughter, she got rid of her fear of heights just from listening to a hypnosis file. That's it. I mean, a lot of encouragement for me too, obviously, but um, I've made some really amazing changes in my life from just listening to hypnosis files, not necessarily seeing someone for hypnosis. So that's a, a really legitimate way also to help yourself with the problem. All right. Hopefully I hit it today. Again, if you have questions, please let me know. I am happy to answer them. If you want to hear more about like, I'm still not sure how to find somebody, let me know. I try to answer as many questions as I can get to. Okay. When you email them, you can do that through my website, drlizhypnosis.com and have a wonderful day. Peace people. Want free hypnosis files or to learn more about Dr. Liz, her books, products, and services? Head over to drlizhypnosis.com to get in on all the great resources. If you liked this episode, do Dr. Liz a favor and rate, review, and subscribe over at iTunes. Or better yet, tell a friend about the podcast so we can continue to grow our amazing audience. Lastly, be sure to send in your feedback to Dr. Liz at drlizhypnosis.com. That's D-R-L-I-Z at drlizhypnosis.com. We love to hear from you.